0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
1: What would you like the power to do? Mobile
0: banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The Blazers are taking, tanking to new levels. Welcome to the Blazer Focus Podcast. I am Aaron Fenches along with Craig Burnback, And wow, the Blazers... Nip the whole winning thing in the bud by inventing, oh wait, sorry, I didn't mean to say inventing, coming up with, oh wait, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Having Nurkic hurt himself, no, no, I, I don't mean that, I mean, by Nurkic actually having a legit injury, and then losing, but they've taken it to different levels, losing their last three games by a total Of 99 points. It's been glorious for anyone who wants to see good quality tanking in order to get a good draft pick. But at the same time, it's also a little disturbing because they're so bad. And there's really no effort being made to be better. Craig, the last time we talked was when I was coming out of my morning and celebrating that tanking was on. But man, I didn't think it would be this ugly. What say you? It's not been good you know they have not played they hey they played excellent first quarters excellent they're money in the first dude they had me scared against Golden state i'm like man maybe they're still going to be good even last
2: night it was like 28-27 yeah. against a, you know a suns team without you know their two best players right. and and uh, and it's certainly <laughs> it certainly opened up quickly yeah it, it's a it's a strange it's a strange starting lineup you know where <laughs> you you look at it And if you were in a, if you were in a coma for like eight weeks and you woke up and you looked at the Blazers roster, uh, you'd be like, "What, what, what happened? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to watch at times and it's hard to find the silver linings in it, you know, um, other than that this is what they, this is the plan, you know, as you said that it's clear that, um, losing by 30 every night's not the plan, I don't think, but, um, they're looking long term, not short term. And in the in the long term, they will benefit from these losses. In the short term, I'm not sure who's benefiting. Still, you know, other than you and your big, big, big grin on your face all the time, and it's, your plan is coming together. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to. Playing time is helpful for any young player, for any you know new player. But it's like with the the vision going forward on the team, what value are we getting here right now other than moving down in the standings, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, they have a lot of young guys they're still getting a look at, and they're getting a lot of PT, and that's good for them. And they're happy. They're playing. Um, I do wonder what Ant's going to get out of any of this. But clearly, when you get when you take your center out and you take your only legitimate power forward on the roster out, No offense to Trenton Watford, but he, he, you know, for a winning team, he shouldn't be playing big minutes like he is. Um, now you have nothing in the middle. It doesn't matter what your perimeter guys do at that point because you're giving up tons of points in the paint and you can't live off the three with the group they have. I mean, you can have a a night here or there where you shoot lights out, but it's just mathematically not going to be there. So it's just a completely, you know, destructive situation. And so then what is anyone getting out of playing really, 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 really bad basketball? I would argue Ant isn't getting much out of this at all anymore. And I asked Billups that last night. Like, what's he getting out of this? And he said, well, he's still, you know, having teams focus on him. He's still learning how to navigate that. And that's true. Um yes. But, you know, is running pick and rolls with Eubanks, making Ant better. is being chased the entire game, making him better. Like, to me, if he's going to go out there and be the lead guy on this team, he should be trying to average 35. <laughs> but he's not. He's just kind of playing. And so I, I just, I think it's a matter of time before he sits as well as and also with Josh Hart. I think my fact of interest was that Hart Winslow and, and Ant will all sit at least five games yeah. the rest of the way. I think that's a, an absolute lock.
2: Yeah. I'm leaning toward that being a more fact. Um I will say like in that first quarter and we joked about it, but um I enjoyed watching Ant play a more traditional point guard at, at times, you know, with mm-hmm. that, the pick and roll and he, He did get, uh, you know, the big guy from Chotdale, a couple dunks. And I enjoyed seeing the creative moments uh, of him as a point guard because I think – I'm still being sold on – and I know there's no traditional point guard anymore. Like, Rory Sparrow is not coming back, you know, an average of five <laughs> points and eight assists a game on a starting – you know, to start at a Did point guard Did you say position. Rory but I, Sparrow? I, Damn. I,
0: but I, wow.
2: Okay. Drop a little Rory Sparrow accent. Okay. But you know what I'm saying? Like, a guy who couldn't – he could start in the NBA and not score at all, you know, and just right. – that's That's over. But I, it, I guess I'm still s- – Anxious and happy to see those moments where Ant looks like a point guard, point guard. And, right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he played one good quarter, and then he didn't try to score a ton. And I, I think it's harder for a guy like Josh Hart, even, because he's used to being a little bit of a role player that causes, you know, teams – Uh, problems because of his energy and his ability to do the little things. But you can't do the little things when you're the second best player on the court, you know what I mean, for your team. Like, you you know what I mean? You got to do more things. Like, he's used to being like, oh, you're going to forget about me? But then last night, I mean, he did, he hit a, you know, a step back three. You're like, oh, that's in your game, like, and he drilled it. But we know that his three-point percentage is what it is in the league. You know, that's not – you don't want him to be your best three point threat, so yeah, it's tough uh, to to understand how these guys are getting
0: through it. Well, essentially, Hart is their best all around player right now. I mean, Ant's the most talented, but he's still pretty young. I mean, you could argue Ant's better, but you know, we could just say because I Hart's, would because Hart's older and and probably a better defender and a little bigger that he might be the best yeah. all around. But whatever, splitting hairs. But those two are your best two players. You're not going to win very many games in the NBA. If those are your best two players, especially against three of the elite teams in the West. Well, two of the elite teams and in Denver, which, you know, can be elite at times. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I mean, Ant, the last few games, he had you know, seven for 14, then five of 18, four of 10, 11 points all in the first quarter, six assists, though. Like you said, playing good point guard, four turnovers, and then he kind of just disappears. Uh, I just think we're going to see a lot more of that the rest of the way. I, I don't think there's any push to try and necessarily, you know, keep Ant out there to score 40 to try and win. You know the next two games against Minnesota, they're definitely not going to do that with heart. So it is, it is what it is, and so let the young kids play, and hopefully they can grow.
2: I'd like to see Ant just try to get forty, though. Like I feel like I know one times you know like off. I'm just saying like it it's it's what to do in my opinion. That's what you do. Go see if you can score forty against a team that's going to try to stop you, and you have no other options. Now that said, I don't know if it's possible. You know, it's really hard when everyone's like, "Well, we'll just." put three on you. You know what I mean? Like, we'll guard you with three. It's hard to get... It's hard to not go five for 18, you know, because uh, NBA defenders are really good. But I'd like to see just... You have that ability now to just say, you know what? Tonight I'm going to try for 40. It's been done in the league before. We all know it. We've seen bad teams have players get 40 points and and still lose by 18, you know? So I'd like to, to, you know, see... And maybe that's, you know, a Chauncey thing. Go, hey, dude... Go get 40 tonight. Whatever you – take take whatever shot you want, man. You're good. But
0: see, but here's the thing, though. I don't know if that conversation happens. They want to lose, but if they're getting routed, then you look ridiculous having an out there trying to score 40. Yeah. And if he's scoring 40 in the close game, he could win the game for (laughs) you by accident. So I don't think they're going to give him the minutes. Like if Ann, Ann had 11, if I'm Chauncey, I'm taking him out and let him sit for a long time and then I'm putting him in and I'm calling some plays where he's not going to necessarily be the primary scorer to make sure he finishes with, you know, 15 and a half, to, to not let him dominate a game in order to keep him in it. So that's, I mean, I, I honestly believe that that's what happened. Get 25 and a half, Ed. Get 25
2: and <laughs> <in> a <the> half. <laughs> that I can get uh, down with. And, and that leads, you know, us to the next question is, are we learning anything about Chauncey Billups right now? You know, we didn't get to see a lot of Chauncey Billups coach you know, a half a season before we're at this place, little more, but with the injuries and everything, are you when you're watching the game now? Are you seeing things from Chauncey that make you feel confident, or, or is it at this point in time like he's just he can't do much either, and you, you know you can't learn much from it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I I thought the team looked really good for the four games they won, and that was a reflection of Chauncey piecing together what he had and getting the most out of everybody. Um, But since then, it's like, I mean, I, I think he coaches to win. But right now, that's such an uphill battle. I, I you know, I joked with someone that he could be Phil back <laughs> Jackson, <laughs> pick another coach, Wilkins, and he's not going to win games with this team. There's nothing you can draw up. John yeah. Wooden's not going to draw up anything. So I'm not going to judge him by any of this. I, I don't, I don't, think it makes any sense. John Wooden's team would all be better, man. He, that's got true. Players. The UCLA would beat this, those UCLA teams would beat this team. And, and that's not even a joke. <laughs> They'd absolutely beat this team. Uh, I just say that they, and they, and <laughs> they, they didn't, they didn't always honor all the rules to get some players, but that's a whole yeah. different thing. Yeah, but yeah, we got that. But no, I think this is a do over reset year. He got to get his feet wet, learn some lessons yep. and, uh, learn the lay of the land, how to navigate being a coach. And then, you know, we judge him next year. I just, and I earlier in the year, someone was saying, they thought it was a bad hire and they didn't like it at the get go. And I asked why and they didn't, they wouldn't elaborate. Sometimes I feel like people out there try and overanalyze coaching. Um, to me, if, 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 there ever is a league that's more about the players than any other league, it's this league. And, you know, you give him Durant and Kyrie and Ben Simmons, they're going to have a chance to contend. You give them this team, they're going to lose a lot of games, period. And hey, there's no doubt what you said.
2: This league, it's five players on the court at one time. You know what I mean? Like, it's, we know that one player going down with injury takes a team out of title contention. You know, it's that simple. uh, And at any position, often, as opposed to in the NFL, where sure, quarterbacks make a team, but you can't do it without, you know, you can, you lose a middle linebacker, you could usually be okay. In the NBA, you lose one of your, just one of your starters on a good team, you have to struggle. So the thing that I, I, when I was thinking about this, is that the part, that will be hard for us to evaluate Chauncey on is what I think is the most important stuff right now. And it's what he's not doing in the games, you know, how he's talking to players, how he's connecting to players. Cause you mentioned it's a player's league and we know players could get fu- um, coaches fired in a heartbeat. And also if they don't uh, feel good and comfortable playing for Chauncey, that message spreads. And right now the Blazers need players to want to play for them. You know what <laughs> right, I mean? Some right. players out there. So to me, that's the stuff that's super important is that people come back, you know, Dame obviously has been a huge advocate for Chauncey and has said that throughout the time, which is huge. But you want people, the Josh Harts of the world that, um, have a lot of connections throughout the NBA and have a, you know, could tell people like, Oh no, I like playing for this guy. I know a record doesn't show up, but this is why. And this is why I think we're going to win. And I do see him coaching the young kids you know, on the court, bringing them over a lot and explaining it, you know, what he wants from them. So, yeah, that's the part. I don't know if we're going to be able to value it, but I do think it's super important that other players, that the players on the team now share the message that they like playing for Chauncey, they believe in Chauncey, they believe in his system, and they think he could be a a championship coach because you didn't create all the space and flexibility you know, to not bring in players that, you know, can win. So that's the part that I I we won't really know, uh, but we'll know if they don't connect. You know how that is. If it is not
0: if if players don't feel confident in their coach, that leaks out. Absolutely. And it's gonna really be on Dame, Nurk, uh, Hart and Winslow, really. And based on everything I've heard, all four Really like him. Definitely Winslow and Hart like him because he loves them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He believes yeah. in them. I think Ant matters. He matters, but he's also really young. Like, if, if I'm a 29-year-old vet, all-star, am I going to Portland based on what Ant says? No, I'm listening to Dame. I'm listening to Hart uh, first. But no, I, I mean, I think I think absolutely. Th- but that relationship there is really strong. So that's a good yes. sign. I agree. I think so far, people have said all the right things about Chauncey.
2: And I don't expect them that to change. Uh, but that's the part where... Um, that's the part I think we is important right now more than the games is basically what I was trying
0: to emphasize. Oh yeah, you are listening to the Blazer Focus podcast. We'll be right back after a short break. What is your feeling on some of the younger guys and what they've been doing, or do you have a take? So the one that I, I put out, the, the one
2: that I'm most interested in really right now uh, is CJ Ellaby. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. One minute I'm like, oh, look at that. And the next minute I'm like, oh, no. Like, is he even on the same page? You know, like his shot could look good and it can look awful. He's obviously athletic. He's obviously, you know, an energy guy. Um, but. To me, and he's starting, you know, I mean, he's a starter now. He's getting starter minutes at times. You know, he's getting 15 to 20 to 25 minutes in a game. Um, but sometimes he just clearly, he's not there yet. Uh, and I wonder if he could get there. So, um. That's the one that I, I pay attention to and see where he, where he is. And his body, like, you don't have, I mean, Tayshaun Prince played in the NBA for a long time with a body that looked like it broken in half in 10 seconds. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not a, I mean, Kevin Durant doesn't look, I mean, my favorite Kevin Durant line ever. I love bringing it up when they asked him how much, you know, cause he, remember, he couldn't bench anything. Like, he, he couldn't bench press. <laughs> and, uh, and it was like they're bench yeah. pressing like 225. And he was no, like, he, no, it's 135. He, he couldn't do the 135, but yeah. But he was like, but I can lift the basketball. You know, that's exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> So, But it's, you know, you look at him, he doesn't have what you, we would call an NBA body, you know. Um. So that's the one I'm most interested in, and I, I, I'm not sold on yet. Uh, but I think he is a guy, based on where they drafted him, the amount of minutes he's getting, uh, the position that he plays, that maybe he is a role player in the NBA. But, uh, but I'm not sure yet. Where are you at with him?
0: You know, every once in a while, like you said, he flashes something. You're like, whoa. So he at least brings heart. He has some athleticism. He's, he's a good size in terms of height, six, six. Um, and like, you know, the other night, 10 points, four rebounds, but he had six turnovers against the Phoenix, but against, um, gold, wait, not gold state, um, against Denver, eight points, three steals, two blocks, five rebounds, four of nine. That was a nice, solid performance from him over the last four games. He's over 12 from three. In the month of February, he shot 16.7% from three. And of course he over three overf- against Phoenix. So that's not looking good. He's got to be able that's to not shoot. Good. And,
2: and, and those are in game situations. You know what I mean? Like, cause he's, he's, he's in starting, there He's playing at, or playing a lot. Right. Yeah. When it matters in the beginning and he's yeah. not hitting that shot. No,
0: you know, defensively, I mean, at the four, obviously that's just ridiculous. Like he, he shouldn't be trying to defend yes. at the four. Uh, but I, like, I think there's still potential there, but he is not. Convinced me that he is a guy that's going to be in the rotation anytime soon. Like to me, if they build the team the way they want to build it, Ellaby, Trendon, Greg Brown are never seeing the court. They're not in your nine man rotation. There's no way any of those three are. Not not the way they currently are. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah, Trendon, you're not going to be very good team. Trendon might be your tenth guy. Um, but, and like Greg Brown, I love Greg Brown's potential. I think athletically, he's off right. the charts. He, but sometimes, my God, he looks just like a newborn oh. cult out there running around, not sure what the hell he's doing. He had a couple plays last night where I was like, no, dude, no, no, what are you doing? What are you doing? But he's still such a baby, right? He's still so young. Uh, so hopefully he can put things together as, you know, he, he matures and grows because his athleticism is just ridiculous. Keon Johnson's a guy I'm kind of worried about right now. Um, only because he's the first round pick. Of all these guys, yeah. he's the one who was taking the first round. He got a start against Denver went two for 10. Um, and shootings, this whole thing, golden, St- or the problem, golden state, one for five, and then against Phoenix, o oh for six. So in his three games with this team, he's played a decent amount of minutes and he's three for 21 from the field and oh for five on threes. That's not a good start. It's only three games, but it's not a good start at all. S-
2: so my thing with him. Is he's 19, he's not ready. He shouldn't be playing, you know, like uh, uh, on an NBA court yet. Um, and I've talked about it last time. The acceleration of these young guys in the offseason, sometimes it's just miraculous, you know what I mean? Like you're like, whoa. I think that he, whatever we see from him, like he doesn't know how to play NBA basketball at all, you know, especially with COVID and no practice and like barely any training camp. Um, summer league you know all these places where you're supposed to learn how to play NBA basketball, he hasn't really had the opportunity. So I, I, right? But I want to see him play because that's the only way to get better. And Greg Brown, I feel similar. He's 20. You know, he's got limited time. He's six seven. He's in an in between height. He's a great athlete. But yes, there's no way in the current, uh, current the way they are currently. They if they're playing for you. It's not a good sign. You know, you're not unless you're not trying to win games. So, uh, you know, what I mean like it's they're just not there yet. Um and I and I just I just seen young guys get their shot in the off season when they if they do the right thing and they're just going to the gym every day and putting up, you know, shot after shot after shot, that's when you find out if they can get better. Some guys can't and some guys, you know, go from uh struggling with the shot to suddenly being a three-point specialist. So, um, but I, I think that you know clearly Watford's been the most impressive guy to get minutes. I mean, le- last night he did a little, you know, little Keem there. You had a little <laughs> a little Elijah stuff going on, you know, with the spin and the, the the you know the the dip under. Um, so I've loved seeing him get minutes and on defense and athletically. But I agree. I mean, I think that Watford's a typical, even at his at his best, he's probably going to be. Eight, nine, or ten in your rotation. You know what I mean? So, right. um, but, but the, you know, I, I don't. I think I just like the Ellaby thing because I'm totally where you are with it. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, look at that. You know, that's 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 an that's an NBA basketball player. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, that's a that's a G League basketball player. <laughs> you know, like that guy's that guy's gonna do work overseas, man. He's gonna he's gonna <laughs> kill it in Turkey. Well, they make money. Like I'm not joking. You know, like. There are guys that have decided they'd rather play overseas no, know, than play I know, I know. I the twelfth man. So uh, that that'll be interesting to to you know. Those are the kind of things to watch. But I mean, let's be honest. We're kind of convincing ourselves what to pay attention to. You know what could be interesting because it's a it's a tough it's a tough look right now.
0: Well, here's what I'm paying attention to. I know All I, I care know about. And, and let me and let me let me make this clear. I was a little, little bit under the weather, not COVID-like, but just fatigued, tired, not feeling all that great on Sunday. Had it been an important game or like a legitimate game, I would have gone and covered it. But I was like, when they said Winslow wasn't playing, (laughs) I was just like, man, they're about to get boat raced. I think I tweeted out their lineup and I said, Denver by fifteen. I originally had Denver by fifty, but I didn't want to be mean, so I changed it to fifteen. Right. You and don't like wh- being mean. Yeah, they're <laughs> <You're> so sensitive. <laughs> you're so sensitive to the people. <laughs> yeah. Not the people, the team. I didn't want to insult the young players. Oh, okay. All right. All I all right. talked to these guys and I wanna say you're about You lose by fifty. All right. all That's right. just mean. Um But yeah, they lost they lost by thirty two and Jokic had a triple, almost a triple double with only eight points because he didn't need to score. So he scores eight points and you win by thirty-two. Curry scored only eighteen and they scored one thirty-two. Like that's how bad this is. So I just covered it from home, just like I'm going to do the road games because I just didn't like I didn't feel like going down for, for what's a sham right now and it, it, it's a sham. That said, the only thing I care about is how far can these guys fall? I think it's going to be kind of interesting to sort of see where they end up. Now, as of right now. There are three teams with under 20 wins, Detroit, Orlando, and Houston. They'll more than likely have one, two, three in terms of ping ball, ping pong ball positioning. And then after that, it's OKC with 20 wins, and they just won last night. And Indiana with 22 for your, and then, and then Sacramento would be six. And then at 23. And then San Antonio is seven at 24. And then your Knicks. And the Blazers are tied for eighth. <laughs> I right, now my my, my original squad, thing my two squads right now <laughs> with twenty five wins each. Now it's going to be a battle <laughs> at the trade deadline. My thing was they would not win more than six games the rest of the way. They then went out and won four straight. And I admit, I said, I'm, "I looks like I was wrong," but now I'm not so sure. I mean, I do think they're going to win maybe three more the rest of the year, but I think that could be it. So the question really is, are any of these other teams going to start pulling the plug to make sure that they tank as as badly as the Blazers are? Or can the Blazers actually fall far enough to hit at fifth or sixth? Indiana, at fifth, at 22 wins, that's only three win difference. But Indiana is really bad. So can they fall that far? It's really close. I mean, you just said the Spurs
2: are at 24, the Kings are at 23, the Blazers are at 25. You know, and the Pacers are twenty-two. Yeah, and the Pacers are fifth right now. So I think it's going to be hard to catch. They're not. Nobody's going to be when I. I do think they'll. The Spurs are going to win more games. I mean, they're just going to win. They're better. The Kings are probably going to win. They're pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty bad. But when do the Kings shut down uh, Fox and Sabonis? It's, it's going to be. Accidental wins—it's going to knock you out. It seems for a lot of people. Look, the Knicks should win more games. I mean, they have a better team uh, right now, and that—but they—but they can't win. They—they <laughs> they really stink. I mean, they could play. They're solid for three quarters. That fourth quarter is not a good one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, realistically, I—I I see the Spurs jumping them. I do think the Kings um, will jump them, and after that, I think it's. Who who's healthy? Like who's going to be on the court at the time? You know, I don't know who the Blazers can beat right now. To be honest, with with what they put out there last night, you know, there aren't a ton of teams you're going to win against. So you're saying they're going to win three games, but if I if I asked you how with that lineup, I would like to know how
1: <laughs>
0: you're going to see. You know, like
2: you know what I mean? Like what's going to? Anthony's going to have to go off, right? They
0: have Houston at home twice, and and you know Houston's obviously right. really bad. Does Houston also sit? You know, they sit, if they sit Christian Wood, who's their best, you know, interior guy, well, then now maybe the Blazers have a chance to not get completely destroyed inside. And then Ann has a good game, Hart has a good game, boom, you can win one of those. So that's two. The Rockets have lost 11 in a row. I mean, they're god awful. They're horrible. You know what I mean?
2: Like, yeah, so. So that could be two. Right. So
0: you get two. Okay. OKC, do they, do they sit, um, Shea? They sit Shea because he's back and they just won, they just beat someone decent last night. They sent him the last week of the season. You see what I'm saying? So it's like other people can do what the Blazers have been doing. And next thing you know, it's, you know, our nine through 15 guys versus your nine through 15 guys. <laughs> They're all going to play to win. <laughs> yeah. It's
2: weird. I mean, the Thunder just, they beat the Nuggets in Denver. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's some crazy. That's some that crazy stuff like that can happen, I guess, but it's going to be a madhouse. It's going to be a run. It's going to be running. You know, to the end, because every win is going to count, and then there'll be tiebreakers. I mean, we're going to be doing tiebreaker stuff to figure this out. Yeah, uh, and then you're going to hope for some ping pong balls to fall the right way. It's the kind of fun you enjoy for 15 minutes in the morning. It's not the <laughs> kind of fun you enjoy for two hours and 45 minutes while the game's going on. You know, if you're right. if you're a Blazer fan, that's that's it. You know, like you you go, oh, look at that. That's good, or or that's bad. But uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of experience in watching the bottom half of the standings as a Knicks fan, and I can tell you, it's there's no joy in it, and there's no really figuring it out. Like the Knicks have won two games at the end of the season to 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 drop, you know, their ping pong ball count down, and uh, and then we've also seen teams that jump into the top three that shouldn't have been because the balls bounce that way. You know, Uh, it's a it's a bizarre. It's a bizarre thing to to root for and try to figure out. That's for sure.
0: All right. I guess it's that time. We're at that time where you've
2: uh, you you you've been relatively sane lately. It's kind of scared me, Factor Fentress, when uh, Aaron uh, Fentress tells us something that he knows is true beyond a shadow of a doubt. And I get to tell the world whether or not it actually is true or it's just true in the world of Fentress. <laughs> What you got, it's such
0: sir? A, it's such a glorious world. Okay. <laughs> I think that Blazers management messed up. And I think they messed up in that they went out and they, they low-key got two guys in Hart and Winslow that Billups liked and said he wanted. And Billups had a plan for them. And then Ant and Nurkic, et cetera, happened. And they won four games that I think are going to cost them. And so my fact of interest is, and this isn't, I don't think it's necessarily out there, but, um, that they're going to be within a game or two at most from number four and number five, worst records, not picks. Cause obviously he had the lottery and that we're going to look back at that four game win streak where they won, they beat four teams. They had no business winning and realize that they cost themselves a better shot at a higher spot. So if after all the ping pong balls come up, they end up top three, fine, it doesn't matter, but they end up at five or six and they end up with a good player while stars go at three and four. Um, <clears throat> I think everyone's going to look back at that stretch and be like, they should have pulled the plug sooner. So I will say this. I agree that they're,
2: that, the end result's going to be true about a game or two because we just discussed it. But they kind of pulled the plug, you know, like they, the they just had some miracle stuff happen against these teams, you know, like I mean, it's to not a like extent. if you, Aaron, when we after those trades, when you looked at that roster, you did not think they could win games with that with those players. No, I didn't. They never even pra- They didn't practice. So the Blazers. Put up, and at the time they were putting, they were trying to put together. Uh, they were trying to tank, kind of in the right way. We have healthy players. We're going to play them. It isn't even the All Star break yet, but we're going to play. Justice Winslow hasn't never even practiced with the team. He hasn't played consistent minutes in the NBA forever. We're going to take, um, you know, Hart and throw him in here, and basically say, you know. <laughs> Go for twenty and you know eight and five every night. Like
0: none of this stuff in that four game streak was supposed to happen. So what 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 were they supposed to do at right. that time? But but that's from our view from the outside. They, Billups was sincere when he was saying he really liked Josh Hart. It wasn't lip yes. service. He liked he likes Josh Hart more than Powell. If you ask any Blazer fan who you'd rather have, everyone would go Powell. Chauncey Billups would go Hart. He loves Winslow. You ask any Blazer fan, Winslow, he's nothing. He's just throwing. He's nothing. He loves what Winslow brings to the game when he's healthy. And Winslow is fighting for his career and he's out there busting his ass trying to prove he belongs in the NBA. This is what I'm talking about where the miscalculation was from them in terms of they might have thought they were going to lose, but Billups actually had a plan for these guys and he implemented that plan to like two for perfection and they won games. They never thought they were going to win. They're down 23 against the Knicks, dude. That game was over and Billups let them fight their way back and win it. Cause he was coaching the win. Cause he's a competitor. Same thing with the Lakers. I kept waiting for LeBron to just take over and the Blazers wouldn't let him take over and then they steal it. So my, my point is I don't think they thought they were going to win those games, but I think Billups knew he would have a chance to be in those games and he coached his ass off to win those games and they won them and it's going to turn out to to be a huge mistake that's going to hurt them. So that's all. I it's, it's I'm not
2: I just don't I think you're not giving enough credit to the Knicks and the Lakers for just sucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like the Knicks come on, that man. was before we learned that they were going to blow every fourth quarter for the rest of the season. <laughs> and also, come on, the Lakers came in and they just I don't know how you could have lost to those two teams. I mean, they have proven lately, especially the Knicks, that they cannot play in the fourth quarter. they were huge
0: underdogs in those games. The Blazers didn't think they were going to win those games.
2: I know, but I'm just saying, look at the Knicks. They've lost. They've blown 20-point leads like in six out of eight straight games. It's ridiculous. And the Lakers... Well, that's now. I'm just saying, though, that was at the beginning of... The Lakers were start- hitting skids like we couldn't believe. I'm just saying, like I'm not sure what they could have done more to lose. Other than you're right, stop coaching completely. Like they played the players, they played. They coached to win those games. Yeah, and- I- I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna. I-, I can't go all in because I think that the they did what they thought they should do, and the Lakers and the Knicks in those two games, very specifically made it impossible to lose. they made it impossible. You could not score any points like the Knicks scored no points. they literally couldn't put the ball in the basket. You can't lose to a team they can't put the ball in the basket and the Lakers were so dysfunctional uh they literally couldn't play as a team so that's all I'm saying like I think in the end they would probably do the same thing again. And 90% of the time, they would have lost those games. But the at least two of them, I blame the Knicks and I blame the Lakers. So I can't go full in, but it's not a crazy thought.
0: So I'll give you that. I was just saying, but I pointed this out right before the break, that they got more production out of Hart and Winslow than they were getting out of Powell and Covington. And that Nurk was playing way better, Simons was playing way better than Dame has all season. And they played to win those games. Chauncey coached the win. Yeah. So I, and I would won. argue against the Knicks, Powell would have
2: had 40 and Covington would have had, you know, would have had, uh, 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just, kidding. I'm just saying, like, I think whoever that plays is put out on the court, they were going to win the game against the Knicks and the Lakers. Like, I think those teams just didn't have a win at that point. So, uh,
0: so, but you know, so just, I think- to, just to summarize again, I'm saying that they're going to end up sixth. And one or two games out of fifth or fourth. And we're going to look back at those, that four game win streak. And that's going to have cost them.
2: I'm going to say they're good, They might regret what happened, but I don't think they can regret their actions. So. Okay. All right. It's time for, uh, no look passes from theme. Got, don't hit me in the head.
1: Oh, just classic Ventris though. Let's take the one fun part of the season and turn it into a bad thing. Those four games. We had so much
2: fun. <laughs> he squeezed wah, the joy out of wah, the very, the wah. very small orange of, of life.
1: Wah, wah. <laughs> all right. So as of today, Damian Lillard is tied for seventh all time in NBA history with twelve career fifty point games. People wow. might have forgotten about this. He is five behind Elgin Baylor for number five all time. How close will Dame get? To tying Elgin next year. Next year,
0: if he gets if he gets fifty, it'll be once.
2: Yeah, I, I'd have to I'd have to agree. I think that, um, especially if the Blazers are where they want to be, he's not going to get. You hope he doesn't get fifty more than once. And I think fifty. Here's my thing: if he gets one. I think he's going to get two <laughs> because I think they're in a place where he needs to score 50 and they have come in bunches in his career. You know what I mean? Like he had that run. Um, and I think I've seen a lot of that. I remember Bernard King in Texas went 50 back-to-back nights and never scored 50 before. So um, so um I'm going to say it's either zero
0: or two. So I think the 50-point game would come on a night where he was just absolutely red hot, not necessarily shooting a lot. Like he goes 15 for 22, nine 9 for 12 on threes. And then gets the rest at the free throw line. I don't think it's going to be one of those nights where he goes 15 for 33 and gets some free throws and, and hits some threes, et cetera, like where he's shooting a lot to keep his team in. It. I think it's going to be just a magical night where he just cannot miss. And I don't think they're going to run an offense or rely on him in any way, shape or form to where he would be, ever be needed to play that way to get 50. If you're, if you're scoring 50, you are playing a, Unless you're shooting like out, like I said, you're kind of being kind of selfish. You're gonna, you're shooting early in the shot clock. Yeah. You're not running the offense. You're doing what Kobe does. Give me the ball. Like I, I saw a Kobe highlight the other day where it was like, he would get the ball, there'd be three guys on him. He'd do a spin, fadeaway, jump shot, and all the Lakers are standing around looking at him because he was just on fire, right? They're not going to try and do that with this team. Ant's going to get his shots, Nurk, Hart, wh- whomever they bring in, uh, they're and they're going to have other people who can score, and Dame's not going to be relied upon enough to be in a position to score 50 multiple times.
2: That's kind of why I say there'll be zero
0: or two because zero or two. If if one issue.
2: <laughs> i I'm just saying like there won't be. There, something will have to go wrong, and he'll have to score 50 points.
1: The underlying premise here, I think, I, I'm with Craig. He he he's going to have to remind people who he is. <laughs> we all we all know that's the case as well. Um, in the night, and he'll want to, and he'll want to. And then in the 1920 season, um, he had six games of 50 or more. Uh, including three sixty-point games.
0: That was a team that lost. That was insane. didn't have nerve Exactly. Lost Collins lost. Exactly. Uh, Hood. He had to, and he had to shoot his ass off that stretch. Yeah.
1: He also had forty-eight, forty-seven, forty-five, forty-two, and forty-two in that season. For what it's worth,
2: he averaged forty-eight for the week, and when he won, like, yeah. uh you know, NBA Player of the Week. That <laughs> was it. Was wilt wilt like numbers? I think and he's, he's going to also- get.
1: Three. I think he'll get three. That's Mike.
0: He also will be three years older than that season, so...
1: yeah. Well, he wasn't healthy. healthy. (laughs) (laughs) That's a new segment. Squeeze that orange of joy.
2: (laughs) All right, Do you have another one for uh,
1: us? No, I got one more. Brandon Brandon Williams will be the Blazers' third point guard next season. True or false? False.
0: False, false, false. false. Because Simons will be the second point guard. Even if he starts at the two, he'll be the second point guard. And then if they have another point guard... It'll be a veteran. That they, can, so. that they can rely on. It'll be it, it <laughs> might be. Right now. It might I be. Mean, he's so on the so. team.
2: I'm to saying if you keep him, yeah. there he is and he's good. Uh but yeah, no, I don't I don't know. I don't see that as being a thing. My the bet, the better question is, will Brandon Williams be a third point guard on any NBA team? Like that that that'd be because I'm sure he'd take it.
0: Now I will say this. If if they if they want to go really cheap and they think he's an emergency point guard because you have two Anyway, then I mean I, I wouldn't say it's zero, but I'm gonna say no.
1: Yeah, if their money's tied up in other players or some of the the deals I mean, they have,
0: you gotta so. sign somebody. I mean, you gotta you gotta fill out the roster, so you might as well have a small another gu- uh, point guard. I just would get someone who has actual NBA experience, because I actually need them.
1: Indeed,
2: I think that's the smartest thing Fentress has ever said in his life. Oh, no, we all agree with that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not the
2: smart uh, thing. You, I, that's you, not
0: the smartest thing I've said in the last ten minutes. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, see there he is. <laughs> there he is. <laughs>
2: There he is. That's why you tune in, people. You got another one?
1: Sure. I know you're a big fan of Lil Wayne. You said he had the greatest song of all time recently. Um, yeah, right. So Lil-, Lil Wayne or Kanye. You can only choose one.
0: I only know one song between the two of them. Actually, two songs. I know the theme to <laughs> the show that The Rock was on, on HBO, Ball- Ballers. I can't remember what the name of the song is, but I like that song yeah. and I like... Kanye's Gold Digger, and then I've probably heard a couple others, so I'm gonna go with Kanye.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not, uh, I don't support Kanye's ways <laughs> completely, ah, Kanye's but I'd, I, there you go. But I would listen to Kanye all day. I mean, I, I respect Lil Wayne, but that's not, he's not my, my guy. And uh, Kanye, you know, somewhat probably because of, of my age, but yeah, I'd go Kanye all day. All right, yourself. What about you? Well, you gotta ask. Dean, what he'd go with. I don't theme, know. Dean, what would you probably,
1: go with? Probably Kanye. <laughs> uh, this, this, the, or- the origin story here was some. If you want to get under Aaron's skin, just tweet something about something being the greatest of all time. Some oh my I God.
0: And I will just go. tweeted nice.
1: that the, yeah, the little Wayne had the greatest song of all time or something. And
0: He said it was one of the greatest <laughs> songs ever. Someone <laughs> said his new song was one of the greatest songs ever. And I'm like, what the f- are you talking about? Seriously? Ever? Lil Wayne has a rap song that came out last month. That's one of the greatest songs <laughs> of all time. Get the hell out of here with that. We have one of the greatest 15,000, maybe. <laughs> so so all I'll say is why steal someone's joy, Aaron? Why? Because it's ridiculousness. Just say <laughs> but, but it's, 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 my, just... it's one of my favorite songs I've ever heard. It's one of my favorite okay. songs ever. Don't say it's the. it's one of the greatest songs ever. Like, that, like, I'm there's been, saying. there's been millions of songs. There's been a, a, so many legendary artists. And you're saying that this guy has one of the best. And then, of course, you don't say, are you saying one of 10 best, one of 100 best, one of 15,000 best? Anyway, it drives me nuts. Someone the other day, Curry's, Steph Curry's one of the top 10 players of all time. What are you talking about? <laughs> the NBA didn't start 20 Aaron, years ago.
2: What? Aaron Fentress, <sighs> Joy Steeler. Sorry. <laughs> all right guys as always it's a joy to be with you but i think we're done
0: i think we're done all right thanks for listening to the blazer focus podcast and delusional Fentress hour and uh we'll be back next week with more please be sure to click the subscription button and give us a positive review and we are going to start getting into some mock draft prognostication so if you're dying to know whom the blazers might draft you better tune in here